0: When i started i started as a strength and conditioning coach i graduated from exercise science from auburn and then i was a strength condition coach in alabama at sanford university and then i got a phone call from a buddy of mine that said if i shave my head and that's when i had nice you know blonde locks that was before i lost all my hair he said if you shave your head then you'll get a body double job for bad boys Two in miami and i was like done so I shaved my head I got the job I drove down to Miami from Alabama and this is 2001 That's how and started. Um, unbelievable and then uh, you know did that they were only paying like $300 a day but I was like a stunt double body double for that movie it was a lot of fun and then I called my parents and I was like I'm not coming back <laughs> and then I walked into crunch um, to get a personal training job and I ended up having like 30 something clients like within the first month and uh you know the rest is history took then, off from there yeah and then uh you know there's a whole i mean it's a 21 year story so it's or 22 year story now but it's long but um tell let's start off let, let's let people know who you are first and foremost yeah we've never met yeah we thought we did you looked familiar um but we've never met i one of the main reasons I want, you to know, that I, re- I responded was I, i I've, I was very, um, humbled by your words. Um, it meant a lot that you reached out to me. Uh, I think it's important. Um, I think oftentimes we do these things and guys like myself, we're, you know, entrepreneurs, we work hard, we do all this stuff. And sometimes I'll be honest, sometimes we sit back and we're like, is anybody listening? Does anybody give a crap, you know? Yeah. And, for you to reach out and actually say like, hey, you know, I want to be a part of this. I thought that was awesome. And so that's why I responded. And uh, so this is a great platform for us to just have a good conversation, man. And I want to give you the platform to speak your mind. And, and if you have any questions for me and, yeah. and let's just let's just chop it up. But f- for starters, give a little context of who yeah. you are and Absolutely. you know, and all that. So, so
1: um, I appreciate greatly you gave me the opportunity to come yes, through because one of the main things was um, you know, uh, my my wife and I, we have our, our stepson passed away. My stepson, her son passed away. Uh, it's gonna be 12 months on June 13th. Tragically shot, was killed. Uh, very devastating time for us, and uh, we got a lot of pain in our hearts, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm um, getting coached by Wes, uh, Wes Watson. And, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, he Love let Wes. me know. He says you got to um, you got to you got to reach out. You got to speak about this because if not, it's a pain that you're not going to be able to get off. Yeah. And uh, that's why I reached out to you because I saw your material and I was like, you know what? It doesn't hurt. What's the worst that can happen? You could say no. And uh, and that's how we came about with this. Now, just a little bit about myself, my wife and I. Been married. It's going to be 15 years this year.
0: Congratulations. Yeah.
1: So we have a little boy that's 14. Amazing. Great kid. Uh, goes to a Jesuit school here in Miami called Belen Jesuit. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've uh, heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Been around since like 1854. Oh, wow. Worked very hard to get in there. Uh, plays football. He's a quarterback. Also plays catcher, playing baseball. Does nice. very well there. Got a little girl, she's 11. Uh, she ice skates. Amazing. And uh, she was actually in a tournament now. And, okay. Uh, she got two first places in Estero Island. So I bet that's a, a great proud su- moment right yeah, there. Yeah, she's super excited, working hard there. She also rides horses. So, one of the things that, uh, th- those are the two kids obviously we have now, and then our oldest that passed away. And, uh, the main purpose of me reaching out was, it's about getting the word out, uh, because our oldest was struggling with substance abuse. Uh, we were caught off guard with this. Mm. And uh, one of the things we realized was, when we were at the viewing, um, there was like three, four people came up to me, Manning, that they they had the same issues in their family. Okay. But we, we would have never known that. Right, right, right. And when I heard that, it was something that, in, and I told my wife, I was like, you know, we have to, we have to talk about this. Right. And it's about becoming vulnerable. I mean, it's very, it's something that's very difficult to talk about because it's personal stuff, but I guarantee it'll have a huge impact on people in many, many areas, right? 100%. It could be um, parents that have kids. It's a message towards kids as well. Right. The younger youth. Um, at the same time, it's, uh, you know, with this whole struggle, there was a period of time where uh, two months in, I mean, I was, uh, I got all the way down. I was originally 260 pounds in uh, July of 2019. Okay. I was very heavy, right? And uh, I lost weight all the way down to like 210, but a period of two months, I gained almost 35 pounds uh, when he passed away. And uh, obviously it has to do with depression and right. you know just all these things that are kicking Like emotional
0: in. eating mostly or drinking uh, or? Well,
1: one of the things I realized was I don't drink. I don't okay. have any addictions. The only one I do have is food. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't realize how powerful an addiction like that is. Mm -hmm. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, if something like food can hurt you so much like that, imagine people that have a drinking addiction, a drug addiction, right? right? Um, people have porn addiction, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many things out there that people are struggling with and you don't realize the impact those things can have on your life until you deal with something really devastating, right? That could really bring you to your knees and I gained 35 pounds in, in two months. And um, I looked at myself and I was like, how did you How did you get here so fast? Right,
0: it can happen like that.
1: It, it was, a, a, I mean, it was just so quick, you know? And you don't realize it because you're operating, uh, but you're not, it's kind of like you're not conscious, you're just operating, right? right? Because your brain's thinking about something else, you're operating on something else, and you just don't realize how far off you can get off track so fast and uh that was a big realization right it was and then from there it was adjustment to come back down right so i mean there's certain things that i've done in the last uh 10 months that have been very helpful and i know there's a lot of people struggling with things that that could be very helpful for them you know that could be a big impact for them what do
0: you think was the the trigger for you so once you once you went through that period once you gained all that weight when did you like when did the light bulb go off and say, "Hey, I can't, I can't keep doing it this"? It was
1: something like this. It was a podcast. Okay. So Bradley had Wes on his podcast, and Bradley asked Wes, um, "What do you say to someone that has depression?" Mm. And you know, Wes has very colorful words, right? Obviously, right? But um, his statement was, "Depression is a magnification of the past, mm-hmm. and you're not going that way." And the minute he said that, that resonated me with me. Big, big time. Why? Because the only for two months straight, almost literally, I'd go drop off my kid at school. I'd come back home, probably cry for hours, balling. I'd go right. to the office, uh, sit in the office, just look at pictures on the wall and start bawling, crying. Right. right. So it was like it was a daily repetitive process of just reliving all the regrets, all the hurt, all the pain, because we want to talk a little bit about that as well. but it was just reliving it over and over and over. So when when I heard that, I had never heard that before. And I was like, that's 100% correct. Say that
0: phrase one more time, because I want to make sure people hear that.
1: Depression is a magnification of the past, and you're not going that way.
0: And- It's very powerful, very powerful. Oh my
1: God, it's like, when when I heard that, it was like something that hit me right in the heart, man. I was like, you know, the only time one thing I realized was that, like right now, Talking about it, if I'm not crying right now, I probably will eventually. Yeah. But at this moment, you can't feel depressed right now. Yeah. Why? Because we're elevated right now. Right. We're talking about something elevated. We're talking about changing, winning, impacting. But when you are in a, a a low low emotional mood, right, and you're thinking about the past and all the things from behind, is when all those emotions kick in. hmm And if you don't catch it, you're just kind of going down and down and down and down. And it's a it's a realization that you know, the only thing you can control is one step at a time.
0: Yep, day right? by day.
1: Day by day. And and you hear that saying, but until you really have to operate day by day, you really don't understand the importance of operating day by day. It's the same thing in the physical world, right? right. How do you lose 10 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, it's day by day. It's workout yep. by workout, meal by meal.
0: So what'd you do decision. at that? Um, so once, once you heard that, then what were the what what were the changes that you had to make for yourself in order to get out of that that where you're just beating yourself up every day? You know, like yeah. So uh, where did the as far as like so now you heard that statement, you heard that podcast that triggered something, right? Now, but now you got to put something to action. You know, you heard something, so now you got to you know ac- actually activate it. What what did you do in that? Well, moment? we got to go back a few years All right. to go over that.
1: Because um, in July of 2019, my little boy was at a baseball tournament in um, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Uh, It's a Cal Ripken tournament. It's a beautiful tournament. Mm. And um, he had a great defensive tournament, but offensively he struggled. And he grounded out. He didn't hustle down the line. And he ended up getting benched. And uh, we got back to the cabin. It was five families. We were traveling together. This huge cabin. It was an amazing trip. Tons of fun. But I let into him about giving effort, giving a hundred percent. You know, this talk that parents give their kids, right. coaches give their players, quote unquote, right? Um, but while I'm giving them this talk, I'm feeling worse and worse and worse. And the reason why was because at that point, I'm 260 pounds. Uh, I can't walk upstairs without, without being winded. I can't control what the hell I put in my mouth. Um, you know, we're, we're having tons of challenges with our oldest. Um, you know, it's, and, and you can feel, you can sense when you're not operating at a high level, right? right. You know, you can do more, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And I just felt horrible. And I actually heard it's another reason we talk about podcasts, reaching out about getting the word out. I heard David Goggins on a podcast mm-hmm. with Ed Milette. and Goggins talked about the the accountability mirror. I don't know if you've heard of that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he brings up the accountability mirror and I felt horrendous. I was like, "How could you talk to this kid you love so much, and be such a hypocrite to talk about giving effort and, and going all in, giving hundred percent, while you're not doing that in your life?" Right. And that, as a matter, of that July thirty first, we got home from the tournament. And never forget, he had a bunk bed, and I sat down with him in the bunk bed, and I apologized to him. And I said, "Look, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I told you about giving a hundred percent, but I'm not giving hundred percent." But I said, "But I promise you." You're never, gonna, you're never gonna see that happen again, I promise you. And literally the next day, I started getting up at five o'clock in the morning, started to run. Mm. Um, it was very difficult because at 260 pounds, the toll it takes my heels to are destroyed. I don't know if I have like Achilles tendonitis or I don't know what I got back there, but yeah. it's very difficult, but I lost weight. Um, I became a self-improvement maniac. I mean, I started reading as much as I could about every subject about improving myself. I picked up every podcast I could on self-improvement and everything in my marriage uh, with kids, parenting, uh, learning, anything I could get my hands on. I yeah. just became so consumed with it and I wanted to make so many changes, right? Yep. And it's also helped business, right? Because I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, right? mm-hmm. I work in the financial services industry. I got a team of people I lead. but. You can't lead them the right way. If you're not the right way in your own heart, and your mind,
0: it starts with you always a hundred you know, I, I like the analogy in the plane, you know, if the plane is going down, you put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on others and you can't, you can't lead from an empty cup. So if you don't, if you're not constantly filling your cup up, then you're not able to pour into other people. And most people try to try to lead from an empty cup. They're not, they, they think they know what they know. And you never know what you know. Like you always have to grow, learn. It's a constant process of becoming. Like that never stops. That's what no days off is. So no days off is never taking a day off on you. It's a commitment to becoming your best self every single day. So every single day you wake up, you have air in your lungs, you're gonna do something intentional to become a better version of yourself. Self-awareness, applying that, recognizing when you do things that are wrong, owning it, correcting it, you're going to make mistakes, but don't make the same mistakes. And that's, that's like what my philosophy is and what we're trying to, you know, take across the globe, really. So
1: that's what changes people. Exactly. Exactly. That message is what impacts because I mean, just listen to these other people. The change I had in our house was because it was just the 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 striving to learn more to get better every single day and that progression was a big deal because i built a lot of habits through those years yeah i built a lot of habits through those years that i didn't have right and and i don't identify a lot with <clears throat> that old individual but what i realized was that that old person that you want to shed that you want to get rid of he's always waiting there yeah yeah he or she is always waiting there right yeah. and when we had this challenge that our oldest passed away, he was right there waiting. Right, and that's where the, the the eating came back, you know, just the bad habits came back. So once I heard that, I went right back. I guess I had such a good foundation already of years of doing this that I was able to identify, and I just got back on it. But the difference was that it wasn't as um at strong at the beginning. Like literally getting up, the first thing was attacking to get up in the morning, right? Yeah. Because it was every night was going to sleep at, you know, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. You're just thinking you wake up, take them to school, come home, cry and sleep. Right. So it's kind of like you're not, you know, you're not doing those things and you think, you know, you're far so behind, far so so far behind. But waking up at five o'clock in the morning, getting back up early in the morning was the first step. Right. Then going to the gym was the second step listening to a podcast, the next step, getting the book every single day, reading 10 pages, that's another step. Right. And then compounding on that on a daily basis, right? And building upon that is what helped out to be able to to move forward, right? Not move forward, because you don't move forward, but to have progression on a daily basis, yeah. which was a big deal, right? So if, if you, the question was how, what changed at that moment was, it was years of building new habits that led to where we're at now, where you got a difficult situation and you were able to go back and reflect and then take action on that as well.
0: Right, um, so you're a book guy, I'm a book guy. Like, what are some of your, your favorites?
1: Outwitting the Devil. The what? Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Who.
0: Okay, You've never I've actually never read that one. So so it's an
1: interesting book because- Think
0: and Grow Rich, I wrote that you know, yeah. read Yeah, so that he
1: one. wrote Think and Grow Rich and right. then he wrote Outwitting the Devil and it's a conversation between him and the devil. Oh, okay, interesting. And I had read that book many, many years ago. Yeah. But there's times you skim through a book and then there's times you actually read the book, right? Right. And it's a conversation between him and the devil and his wife actually asked for that book not to be published. I don't know when it was written, but it was written a very long time ago. Mm. And it wasn't published till years, many, many years after he passed away because it's very controversial. What's crazy is a lot of things he talks about in there. um, You gotta think about the wisdom he had, thinking about things that we have today and how it's going to affect society and things that's going to be happening and he talks about it in the book right yeah. with no lo- no knowledge of that back right. then so it's a huge dialogue where you have it That actually talks about introducing yourself to your other self right mm. um you only realize that person when you go through adversity and certain challenges you know and i mean where you think about i mean even with family you know being married 14 years there's a lot of work in marriage right oh yeah there's a lot of self-improvement in marriage. You right. know, there's a lot of growing. I mean, I'm very lucky. I have an amazing wife. My wife is super tough. Um, she's super strong. You know, and she's an amazing supporter. She is uh, a great mother. You know, everything is about the kids. Very conscious about family. It's very difficult to find nowadays, right? Right. Somebody that's committed to wanting to have that family, right? Yep. And we've been through a lot of challenges together, right? Because when you have situations in your home, it really takes a toll. You know, yeah. that's one of the things that a lot of families. Um, cause we were caught off guard. I don't know if we're going off topic a little bit, but as no, we're there's talking no here,
0: off topic. You're good. Um, we were caught off
1: guard. We, we really had no idea that our oldest was struggling with substance abuse. And I'm not saying that's why he got shot. Yeah. Okay. He was shot and killed. It was a situation. It was, it was a tragic situation that happened. And I'm not saying that's why he got killed, but we, we found out he was struggling with
0: substance abuse a few years ago. Was he in the wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing or?
1: um we don't know all the details of what was it that happened um but he was at uh it was a supermarket down in homestead down here and um he got into an altercation with the owner's son and um, from what we understand he had dropped some money and then he had left the convenience store and he came back to get his money and the kid shot him right the owner's son shot him uh we don't know all the details right we don't know what was it that happened we don't know what was the aggression in there right what was the challenge um there's a lot of unanswered questions
0: right which i'm sure is not easy so it's not
1: easy um uh, because it, there's a lot of emotions right especially right. when you i mean i i raised this kid since he was 11 years old right Love him like if he was my son you right. know but then when you look at your wife's eyes and you just see the emptiness it's like you know it's tough Right. But you can also it's kind of like you have the option either. You're going to pour fuel on a fire. Right. That, mm. that, that doesn't solve anything either. Right. At the end of the day. And there's a lot of unanswered questions in that situation. But we did find out a few years ago he was struggling with substance abuse. And that I, I don't know if it had anything to do with it. But if he wasn't doing if he wasn't in substance abuse, would he have been where he was at that time? Right. where have been living where he was living at that time. We don't, those are things we'll never have answers to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we were caught off guard with that, just like many families are caught off guard, you know? And it's uh, it's something so powerful because there's a lot of kids that are hurting out there, you know, and this whole world of social media, I mean, this device is amazing for a lot of things. Look how we came in contact, right. if it's used correctly, but it's, awful, it's also devastating for a lot of people. Yep. You know, there's a lot of, um, just the whole idea of, um, trying to fit in right and and these kids have so much pressure that peer pressure people say it's not real no peer pressure is real for yeah, these yeah for kids. sure
0: and especially it's, it's amplified because now kids are watching the highlight reel of everybody's lives and they're not they're not seeing reality but they're comparing themselves to those highlight reels so they're comparing people to their filtered pictures to their you know professional videos to their things that there are literally like choreographed and people aren't showing their mistakes, their failures, their, their, their uh, tough times. They're just showing their highlight reels. And so then you got all these kids comparing themselves to things that don't even exist. Like these people don't even look like this on, on, on Instagram. So, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely gotten worse. You know, social media has made a lot of things. And to your point, some things better, but for the most part, especially with our youth, I think it's it's uh, been very damaging to the youth, and then it it was amplified obviously during COVID as well because everybody was stuck at home and that's 100%. living on their phone. So, you know that that amplified it even more.
1: That was a big deal. Um, I mean, it, it because when you when you look at when you look at social media, right? And I was telling my wife this. You know, for so many years we lived a lie. You know, and it's not that we had a lie between our relationship or with our kids, but. We always covered up what was going on in our home. We always covered it up, right? Because you never want, you never want your kid to have a bad rap out there, right? Right. You want to try to protect his reputation as much as possible. And for so many years, my wife and I, we lived this life that was just so secret. You know, nobody knew anything. If you, if you looked at us on the outside, we're a great family, right? We are, but inside we were destroyed right? Because we were having challenges, there were so many obstacles, Mm. we didn't know how to maneuver them, you know? And just to that point of social media, when you look at people out there on social media, they're all they're they're doing is their highlight reels, right? And you really don't know what they're going through. It's like, and it's what I told my wife, I was like, you know, we need to talk about this. It's it's embarrassing in many ways to talk about this because look, we're all getting graded in our lives, right? And I see it like that now. Um, It's difficult to admit it, but the reality is, our son ended up in substance abuse, and that can happen to anybody. But yeah. if you have a grading scale from A to F, and we're getting graded, we got an F on this. Why? Because he ended up on substance abuse. He shot and killed. Right? He's not here with us no more. Right? So, and and it's you can well, say. I, would,
0: I mean, just to push back on that a little bit, I don't beat yourself up like that. I, I disagree with that comment. Like, you, it, it, you just said it's a it was a tragic event. It was a it was something that was out of your control, right? Yep. I mean, this is not something that I think y'all failed as parents by any means. So, you know, if you wanna give yourself a C, that would be one thing, but you didn't fail, man. Like, and don't, you know, I would say don't don't beat yourselves up over that because hearing the story, and again, I obviously don't know all the details, but you certainly didn't fail, man. I mean, it sounds like you obviously are doing a tremendous job with your kids now. Um, I can tell that just, just from the how you talk about them, how proud like you are, so you know you haven't failed. You yeah. know you, you struggled, um, but I don't. I wouldn't put the failure word on there. You know. Well, the so. reason
1: why I say that is because, what we don't know is, did the substance abuse lead to positioning himself for
0: something like this to happen? Right. Yeah. And and but the that's the thing though. You did. You don't know. You we don't
1: know that. But at the end of the day, I view it as, you know. I look at my my boy my little girl you know and it's and it's my job to prepare them it's my wife's job to prepare them right to be able to make better decisions and we obviously can't control our kids right No, yeah we can't control what they're going to do in the future but we we have to do our job to guide them in the right path as much as possible and there were some where we dropped the ball somewhere just a yeah. reality yeah. right it's tough to admit it but we dropped the ball somewhere along the line right do you feel like it
0: was not asking enough questions like like, where do you think? Because to your point earlier, you want to have a platform to help people, right? That of, that may be in these type of situations. Well, I think it's important to identify, like straight up, try to identify what where you feel like you missed the mark, and then maybe that could help people yeah. uh, find an answer. You know, like One where do things, you think? You know, does, does that yeah, make sense? You know, yeah, something?
1: absolutely. Um, if it's hard to identify, right? But if we were to look back, one of the things, one of the mistakes we made was, he was in a great school down here in Miami, Yeah. and uh, he had some challenges. He was playing baseball, had a challenge with the coach, and I knew somebody else that was a coach at another school. He told him, bring him over here, he could play over here, he could play sports. And we took him out of this great school because he was having a challenge, thinking he would be better off somewhere else. We switched him over, and that was the worst decision we could have made the reason why was because in that school he ended up uh doing steroids at a very young age mm-hmm. that was another thing we weren't aware of i've never done so i'm on testosterone now because my testosterone was at 300 and something yeah extremely so you're on low. hrt which yeah, is it wasn't, not steroids it's it's i needed hormone re- replacement therapy. i needed to replace yeah. what because i was yeah, operating
0: but, which is normal how old are you i'm 40 yeah so i mean anything i mean you, your testosterone levels start going down when you're 29 so yeah that's uh
1: I you wasn't know, aware of that because yeah. i had never done steroids yeah, before yeah. or nothing like that so well
0: if you uh, do steroids then they go down a lot faster but there you go yeah well so which by the way how old was he when he started that
1: that's the thing he was probably a, a sophomore a freshman a sophomore
0: in high school in high school yeah so that uh, that can mess you up mentally even more than physically like it can really damage your your mental decisions who you who you are becoming, the choices you make, like it, it because you're talking about doing something that he's probably walking around at 1,500, 2,000 testosterone already, and then he's adding a foreign substance to get even more anabolic, which is which which can cause aggression and which can cause, you know, it's funny you bring bad, that up bad because decisions.
1: Because that's what actually was. Um, there was a big transition there, and I don't have fact on this. Um, we heard this through one of his girlfriends that, um, you know, the coach was selling him steroids, right? Oh wow! In the school, I'm not, I'm not going to mention the school obviously because it's a, it's a it's a great school. We have friends there from another sister school, so we would never do that. But, and I don't have fact on it right? But that's what I heard. Wow. And um, that's
0: horrible. If that's true, he horrible. changed.
1: He changed so much yeah. to your to your point of what you're saying. He went from being like, I will, I looked at the pictures and he went from being this boy, right? This kid um, to being like a man. Yeah. In a period of like six, 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, he got jacked and we were so that, that one of the points of the parents is we were so naive Manny. we were so naive man we 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 had we missed so many signs yeah. which is what hurts because they were there but we didn't catch it and if it's something for the parents it's you got to be more aware you got to yep. be on top of things right yep. if if you if you sense something you can't look the other way right you got to be on top of it and you have to you can't you can't be worried about whether your kid's going to be your friend or your enemy. or He's going to be upset or not. At the end That's of the exactly day,
0: what it, that was going on in my head while you were saying that is like, you know, we're not on this. We're not, The parenting is not trying to be their best friend. It's not. You're, it's a preparation for life. And it was interesting. <laughs> I'll get emotional about this. Uh, I was working out literally this morning and, uh, I said in the back of my mind, I said, I'm so thankful and grateful for my dad being tough on me and being enforcing discipline in my life as I was here at five o'clock in the morning, like I always am working out. And I was like, I would not be here today as a 45 year old man. If it wasn't for my dad making me get up, making me do stuff, making me do things also questioning me you know like my dad was notorious for if i was in a different mood what's wrong with you son what's hmm. wrong you know what's going on with you you know like asking me and so when i heard you say that it triggered something to me parents we have to ask questions you have to talk to your kids you have to sit them down and if there's something off ask them and talk to them don't let them go to their room and slam the door and then you know and then the next day everything's fine like talk you know communication i feel like even with adults has everybody's on their phones everybody's communicating through text and we don't sit down and do this and the bottom line is the only way to grow in relationships whether it's your kids or whether it's your best friend or whether it's your spouse is you got to talk you got to talk things out and conflict is not necessarily bad you know if you disagree it's okay but there's more similarities in us than, than differences. And most of the time, if, if you have a perspective of let's find common ground in our differences, then eventually you'll come to that place. But if you don't talk about it, then you're never gonna come to that place. So that just, hearing you say that really triggered something in me yeah. just to say, like, communicate, you know, with your kids and, and talk to them and ask them, like when you when you see something off, you gotta you gotta recognize it, be aware of it and say, hey, what's going on with you, you know? And, and it's not know, only communication,
1: it's over communication, over communication. Exactly. You can't yeah. looking back. You know, I, I used to do these things with a walk, a walk and talk. Right. Yeah. I used to go walks with him and talk and you know, because you try to do your best. You know what I'm saying? I was young. I was 24 years old when yeah. I met my wife. My wife was 27. Um, our so,
0: babies having kids. Yeah. No?
1: Well, she, so she had, she had Jeremy when she was 16 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, but my wife is just a triple stud. I mean, she just, you know, did as best as she could. And she did an amazing job, but yeah. the challenge is that, you know, it's a lot, it's yep. a lot, it is a lot, you know? And um, there's a lot of things that you become more aware of as you get older and you mature, right? That you're not aware of when you're younger, right? you know? And, and that over-communication is key because there, there has to be, the loudest voice in their head needs to be yours. Mm-hmm. And that relationship needs to be there with them, right? And, but that that point right there, back to what you were talking about, a lot of things changed after that. He really changed a lot after that, <clears throat> and that leads to other things, right? Right. Which leads to uh, weed usage, right? He was smoking weed, which doesn't. I mean, look, that's something that's normal nowadays, right? Right. I I, I know I don't smoke weed, but I heard there's a lot of benefits to it. The challenge is when. Kids and people are using this not for health reasons, right? But they're using it for other reasons.
0: Yeah, I mean anything that you're using to purposely alter your mind or to to uh, hide what's really going exactly, on. Exactly to yeah.
1: hide what's really going exactly. on.
0: Exactly. Then and, and more than likely, also what happened to him, and not to speculate. <laughs> but when you're on steroids, you're so like you're like all the time that you need something to bring you down. And so I'm sure it, it calmed him down. Like it made him feel a little bit more normal, but also then what does it do? It expands your brain to then the curiosity starts to come out. So then you get curious about this and that and another. And to your point earlier too, like we have to be the loudest in their heads because they're being influenced by so many different things, by their coaches, good or bad, by their friends, good or bad. By social media, by TV, by celebrities, by they're being influenced by everyone. So if you're not influencing them, then that's a that's a problem. So that's a hundred percent
1: fact. And uh, and other kids, right? I mean, yeah, these I mean, kids, kids. These kids are dangerous nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have um I have a friend of ours that we found out through some people that their kid was vaping, right? And um it seems like not a big deal, right?
0: But it's the it's the nicotine ones, right? Um, Bro, I, that,
1: I don't know. I don't I don't know what it was she was doing.
0: I'm pretty sure aren't vaping vaping. But vaping nicotine? is supposed
1: to be nicotine based from what I understand. I'm right? almost positive but it I is. I think you could smoke weed in there as well, I guess. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Well, some sure. yes,
0: you can, but I know like the the popular vaping right now it is literally more addicting than heroin. Wow. Nicotine is the strongest drug out there. And I've heard horror stories of of kids being addicted to this stuff because so, they're you know they're making it strawberry flavor and mango flavor and and then you you know you get addicted to the to the big smoke and the smell and the taste and then next thing you know and then the nicotine and then it's literally one of the hardest things. Uh, I was watching a podcast the other day and. It was a comedian talking about how he, he got over heroin addiction. He got over cocaine. He got over like all the major drugs and he can't stop smoking. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, so. so
1: back to what, what that, and that's interesting that you bring that up because we found out and originally I was like, you know what? It's not a big deal. I'm not going to say nothing, but one of our, one of Jeremy's, one of our oldest is, uh, one of his ex-girlfriends came by my office. Um, she wanted to plan certain areas of her finances and we're talking and she tells me that for years um, Jeremy had been snorting cocaine right oh wow um so when I heard that number one I was destroyed I was like how you know what I'm saying like how do we not catch it right right but then number two it hit me I was like man if We were so caught off guard, so many families in the same situation. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about this kid, it's a great kid. And I was like, you know, I told my wife, I was like, I'm gonna tell the mom. I was like, I'm gonna talk to the mom because we wanted somebody to tell us. We would've wanted somebody to tell us. Right. And they didn't. And there's people that knew, right? Because those little kids' friends, they know what's going on, man. Yeah. They know that you can't hide nowadays, right? You can't hide with that device kids can't hide right yeah. everybody knows what they're doing what's going on what's happening just they, they stay quiet right right and um spoke to the mom came came to the office had a conversation or one of the things that i reached out to you after i had that conversation because she comes in she starts bawling crying in my office i explained to her what i knew and and that's a very touchy subject right because that could go oh it could go south really like easy, it could yeah. be negative right um thankfully she's a very mature mother Mm. right and um she started bawling crying in my office saying that she was praying the day before for somebody to talk to about this because she needed somebody to give a message and and you bring something to the table and when i heard that i was like you know what i was like there's a lot of people that need someone to put a message out there right Yep. and um and literally she was like i need you to talk to my daughter I was like sure we'll schedule it you know we'll put some those she goes we need to do it today literally picked up her kid from school brought her to my office that day she brought her to my office wow and we spoke for about an hour and um i don't know what the impact will be long term but the feeling of being able to deliver a message where i showed her a hurt family right mm-hmm. i showed her hurt family said look you know it's not the vaping it's it's that you're compromising in your brain that you give into bad habits. And the minute you compromise in your brain that you give into bad habits, it's only a matter of time in the future before you give into other bad habits. Right. And then when you have something really difficult happen in your life, those bad habits are either gonna they're gonna kill you or your good habits are gonna save you. Mm. And you really don't have control, which is we're going back to the whole food situation, right? it seems so silly right you talk about you say oh you know you really you're addicted to food well how about for that person that's addicted to drinking right right that every day they go home and they have to have a drink or they have to do this or have to do that and they think i really don't have a problem well you don't have a problem until you really do have a problem in your life right Mm -hmm. and then when you can't stop it then your life goes backwards so i view that kid as a kid that maybe that kid you can make a difference in them and like that how many families are hurting out there right now in situations like this you know yep. that they're having challenges no
0: i mean there's there's people in general hurting like you know there's a lot of I, I i think when you i mean again this is probably the good thing about social media is like when you're on social media and you hear all the positivity from people like wes and eddie Maled and you know, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, all these people talking and helping people and having these conversations and things like that. I think the reason why it's getting so popular is because there's so many people that need to hear this stuff. You know, there's so many people that need to listen to these kind of podcasts that can help implement things in their lives to to help them, you know? and And that's why I think it's very important that we keep the conversation going we keep offering advice, even though it's not, you know, necessarily, you know, advice is is from your own experience. So only certain advices can actually relate to certain people, but I think you still got to do it. You know, you still got to offer it and you still got to uh, allow people to um, possibly uh, implement it in their own lives so that you can help them, so.
1: 100%, and like you were saying earlier, you don't know if people listen, right? People are always listening. Yeah.
0: They might not let you know, but they're listening.
1: People are listening. The challenge is, you know, most people are not brutally honest with themselves that they need to
0: change. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the problem. Right. Yep. And
0: people are listening. Uh, yeah. So people are yep. listening.
1: Right. You um, you think people aren't listening, but they are. But we were talking about people being honest with themselves that they have to change. Most people are not going to be honest with themselves. They got to change. Yep. Um, and then most people are not going to tell the truth. Right. You know, coming out, talking about things like this, you know, it hurts to have a conversation like this. Yeah. It really does. But I, the, the only way you have an impact, uh, as I see it now, is by being honest and truthful, where you can help that person that really is looking for a message and that resonates with that person, right? Maybe right. it does isn't with everybody, right? There's people going to listen to this, probably say we're full of crap, and then there's going to be others that say, wow, I really needed this. You know, this is really important. Um, and it'll help them out. Yeah, but
0: the truth is, like, especially, like, I don't, you know, I don't give a shit what people think, you know what I mean? Like I never have, you know, I'm gonna speak my truth. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be authentic. I'm gonna be who I am. And if people don't like it and that's, that's their problem. I think, I think that's one of the issues in our world today is that everybody wants to be liked instead of respected. And people just want to like say the right thing and do the right thing when, well, what if that's not, who you are you know like you shouldn't fake it you know you shouldn't you need to be authentic and I think we've we've lost that in in society is just being authentically who we are it's not an excuse and I don't mean like I can't stand it when someone says oh that's who I that's just who I am when they're doing stuff that's not right I don't think you can use that as an anchor um, or excuse but I think that as long as you're true to who you are, while you pursue who you should be or who you're trying to be, then that that's that's being authentic, you know. One hundred percent. it to eat
1: you alive if you're not authentic, right? Exactly. Like most people,
0: like they're living like a double life, you know, almost like they're they're. So I heard a CIA agent one time talk about it. He said that a lot of people have their public persona. So what they what they allow anyone to see. Then they have their like private persona Hmm. who they let their family see, their Hmm. friends see. And then they have their secret life that they've barely let anybody see, if anybody. And he said that the CIA agent was talking about how, like that's how he infiltrates like people as a spy is because if he can get in to your secret life, then he's got you and um that's big
1: right there that you're saying that because that that is that was me and my wife right you know we had the the life you live outside right Mm -hmm. that you're you're a happy family no challenges no problems right and then we had the life we were living that we were devastated inside right dealing with challenges and obstacles and how do you maneuver this and how do you maneuver that and trying to keep it as quiet as possible you know because you don't want the family like for years nobody in the family knew anything because we didn't want to hurt them right, right. and because it's hurt you, that that hurts when 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 you your grandchild is struggling right or your nephew's struggling it hurts right and and, and it hurts them right you know and you you don't want to put that pressure on other people right it's until you can't hide it no more right one of the things that when he passed away um you you can't hide that anymore You can't hide the news, you Mm -hmm. can't hide, you can't hide the body, you can't hide the viewing, you can't hide the pain, you can't hide anything, right? So it's kind of like it's out in the open and told my wife, I was like, you know, for years we've, you know, just lived this life of just covering this stuff up, you know, and, and now you can't hide it no more. There's no hiding it. Right. It's out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it. So at the end of the day, and one of the things that I realized now, Manning, is that people are going to judge anyways. Yeah, 100%. They're going to judge anyways. Always. Because before this happened, people would judge. They had their own things that they would say, comments, right? Right. They had no freaking idea. No freaking idea. But they had their assumptions. Right. Right. Yeah. And then after, guess what? They're still going to what? they're going to say something so at the end of the day they're going to talk anyways it is what it is like just feel good with yourself that you're being authentic we're getting a message out and you could be yourself where at the end of the day you're not feeling bad right because if not it's eating you up inside because you're not being who you're supposed to be
0: right you know and I think talking about it again it goes back to the over communicating but even talking about it for yourself is healing like that's that's a process of healing is talking about it. Like sometimes if you don't, if you leave it on the inside and you don't let it out, then it, it, it doesn't get out of you, you know? And then to your point, it's not helping someone else out there that could possibly hear it. And that's the thing, like for me, especially lately that I've noticed is that I'm getting a lot of satisfaction in, in that one response. I'm getting a lot of satisfaction in that one DM of people saying, you're helping me, you know, like. Cause if it's just one person that says something, like you're doing something good, you know? And I try to be very intentional in my interactions. So I I call it leaving people better than I found them. So I hope today you walk out of here and you're like, I feel better, you know, I just feel better. Like, because that's what I want. Like, I want you to walk away better than you walked in. Like, you know, and I think if we have that intentionality in our lives, where when we come across a stranger, when we come across a friend, when we come across a family member and we're intentionally leaving them better than we found them, then it's just going to make it for a better world, right? Like people are just going to walk, walk away feeling better. And it sounds juvenile or it sounds simple, but it really is that simple. It really is. And I feel like a lot of people are not intentional with that. So... At the
1: yes, what you're saying is people call it hunky dory, right? Yeah. You know, oh, you're going to make people feel good. or yeah, yeah. Make them feel better or but the, the reality is that the primary reason of getting the word out was because I had a conversation with Wes and I told him I was struggling with something where, you know, on the way here, for an example, you know, crying coming over here. I'm like, We're really going to talk about this situation. You know like you would never think you're going to talk about a situation that happened in your life where this kid you love you raise him like he's your kid your wife's son gets shot and killed right you're gonna have a conversation about this it's painful to think Mm. about that right and there's a lot of regret there's a lot of regret there's a lot of regret in our hearts at least in mine right and when you experience real regret you can't get rid of it man it's just like You can't get rid of it. And I I had a conversation with Wes to the extent where um, I told him, I was, you know, I got a lot of regret in my heart, you know, and I don't don't know how to heal this. He goes, you're never going to heal it. You just need to talk about it. And you need to talk to people about this. Yeah. Because, you know, it's every day, it could be anything. It could be any trigger. It could be any picture. It could be any video you watch. Anything just puts you back in a perspective right away where you're just, everything comes back of just this avalanche of stuff that's happened, right? A a small example, and we're going to get back to the regret because it's important because that's a big topic. Just don't let me forget about that. Um, One of the things that I talked to him about was, you know, I would hug my little girl for an example, right? Mm -hmm. And I just start bawling, crying. And as I'm crying, all I could think about is looking at looking at, at, at Jeremy when we went to go identify the body, right? Thinking about seeing him on a, one of those metal rolling tables and the pain in my wife's eyes, like, you know, it's something so powerful. You can never get rid of those things, you know, the viewing, right? Just the, the whole, just it's so powerful when you think about those things, you know, and you can't get rid of it. You can't it, those things you can never get them out of your mind right you, you can't you can't erase them it's something that i don't I've, i don't think i've ever experienced ptsd and i don't ever want to talk about that to disrespect people that are in the military that deal with real ptsd you know but I don't know if that's what
0: that is. Well, I think grief can be considered PTSD for sure. Possible. And I don't want to, one thing- It's a different, but it's not, I don't think you're comparing. It's just a term. There you go. Um, There's a military term for it, but there's also grief. Like there is truth to that. Yes. Yes. And
1: um, these are just images that pop into your mind, right? On an instant. Yeah. Lots of times they just pop in. And um, so, you know, talking about it is, it is healing right it is also a process of bringing awareness to others um because i mean look this kid jeremy i mean this kid was amazing man i mean like he was super good looking my wife is beautiful yeah my wife's got these beautiful light eyes um you know and and jeremy was just like his mom good looking kid i mean i used to call him rico suave (laughs) you know like he could have any girl he wanted he could he was like a chameleon he could fit into uh, a group of kids that were were going off the wrong path. He mm. could fit in with the group of guys that were in business. Like he could have a conversation with a guy that he would have a conversation with you right now, right, and flow perfectly. I mean, this kid had everything ahead of him in his life, everything ahead of him in his life, right? And, and look where we're at right now, right? And, and like that, there's so many people, right? Like even coming over here, driving over here, there's a certain section you got to drive through right Mm. and you see so many people in the street you know that at one point in their life they weren't always like that right they weren't always like that there were decisions that were made during their life that led them to a path like that right and there were things that happened in their life that led them to a path like that so this is a message where I mean it's so many avenues there's the it's the message to the parents with their kids to be more aware, to be more conscious, to have more communication. Then there's the message to the people that they're young adults already. You gotta have some responsibility in your life too, right? You can't blame your parents for everything, you know? It's like the story that you got two kids, they both grow up in in a torn home, Uh, parents are drug addicts in and out of prison, tons of challenges. One turns out to be a major success and the other one turns out to be a major failure. And they asked the one that ended up being a major failure, why did this happen in your life? He said, well, I grew up in a home home where my parents are drug addicts in and out of prison, had a very difficult life. And then they asked the one that was a success, well, why did you have success in your life? Well, I grew up in a home where my parents were drug addicts, they were in and out of prison. So it's the same household Well, one develop a different mindset. So this is not a cop-out either, right? You can't be blaming your parents for your challenges either and for things you do either, right? right. But, you know, if you're a young adult and you're listening to this, you know, you got to kind of take responsibility for your actions and you got to identify if you're going down a wrong path, you might want to try to stop it before it becomes unstoppable. You know, because for us, something so visual as well, and I don't even know what he was on. I don't know what drugs he was on we don't know that we have i haven't look, i don't know if my wife looked at it i have in the toxicology report i really don't know what it is um i heard there was also pain medication situation there as well uh but we went to his apartment to clean out clean out his apartment that day it was so sad because you know there was burnt tinfoil all over the apartment you know I don't know what he was smoking but he was smoking something mm-hmm. right and i don't know what it is i'm I, I don't know much about drugs to know what it is and we really or don't know if you're have, smoking out
0: of tenfold it's it's either crystal meth or it's cocaine or it's you know something like that it's something go. not good so yes yeah, so i yeah. i
1: really don't know what it was yeah. but it was all over the apartment that was heartbreaking man like see your wife looking at that my boy with with us looking at that and it's just like wow you know like this is him now, but how many millions of other kids, millions of other adults, right, are in this situation? And Mm -hmm. a message like this could be, well, you know, you gotta link pleasure to pain and pain to pleasure, right? Meaning, whatever is pleasure-seeking for you today could be painful for you in the future, right? Mm -hmm. And if pleasure-seeking for you is drug usage, drinking, alcohol abuse, uh, pornography abuse, nicotine overeating right Mm -hmm. those are pleasure seeking temporary things that could lead to massive pain in the future and you gotta you know this is to identify to say coming from a family that's destroyed you know like you gotta think about when you're not under that influence do you want to cause this pain to your family right Do you want to cause that pain right you got to really think about that and then you got to link pain to pleasure right the pain of being different right and and it, you might say well if you're mentally tough it's not pain it's normal right you're different and you're okay with it but
0: well nobody's nobody's immune to it so often like i look at it like uh, i give you an example like the cold plunge right
1: i saw that you're so you're gonna-
0: I, i'm big into cold plunging and and you know people think that i'm some kind of like superhero that i don't feel it i feel exactly the same thing everyone feels. I'm not, you know, I don't have different skin or different blood. I feel the exact same thing, but it's the breathing and it's the mental side. So I'm choosing to stay in. I'm choosing to, to focus on my breathing. I'm making a decision and it's non-negotiable. And that's, that's the difference. And then to go back to your like kind of pain versus pleasure and pleasure and pain. Um, it reminds me of instant gratification and delayed gratification a lot of people choose instant gratification instead of delayed gratification. They're choosing that sensation of tasting the donut in the moment and how wonderful it is. And and I'm not denying that. It, of course, it but tastes amazing. But it's a losing amazing.
1: it's a losing proposition.
0: But is that setting you up for health and wellness and longevity and things like that? Probably not. Um, I mean, done and done in uh in small doses is fine. But you know if you're doing it every single day, same thing with drinking, and drugs, and things like that. If you're looking for instant pleasure, porn, what have you, then you're delaying real pleasure, something that can be long lasting, something that can make you feel better longer. And, and uh, I, I actually, that was a great analogy because it's so true. Like, and I think the, the lesson there is, is like, what decisions are you making? Because ultimately that's what it comes down to. It's, you have choices in your life every single day are you making the right choices or are you making the wrong choices? And it's that, again, not to simplify it, but it is that simple. And if you're having struggle or problems making the right decisions, talk about it. It goes back to like reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm making wrong decisions because most people that are making these decisions, even when they're high as a kite or they're drunk and alcohol, they're not waking up feeling good about themselves. Like, let's keep it real, like they're not and in those moments if they could just reach out and talk to somebody and 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 just be honest and and a little bit vulnerable and say like hey i'm struggling with this i'm you know i'm smoking weed every single night i'm drinking every single night and i'm 16 years old i need help you know it, it's don't don't feel like you're gonna get punished for saying that i would look at it as you're gonna get relief you know like someone's gonna actually help you
1: punish you when know. you're a kid punished and then as an adult criticize right yeah yeah because how many adults out there struggle with things and they don't do it because they're afraid of it's going to hurt their reputation it's going to hurt who they are
0: yeah you're 100 right i think kids are scared that they're going to get in trouble
1: because their reputation it's not as strong yet
0: right and then adults they don't want to lose their reputation but i think that if you wait then you end up in a way worse situation so you know deal with a little it's almost like deal with a little pain to get over something that could be devastating later on so yeah and it's I examples that
1: you. you see around you know like you know we made a decision we were going to take our kids to the viewing you know at that time our boy was 13 and the little girl was 10 at that time oh wow. right and um we initially took our older one took uh he went to the viewing we weren't going to take the girl we weren't going to take the little one you mm-hmm. know and halfway through, I told my wife, I was like, "Emily needs to come. She needs to see this." And uh, she came to the viewing, and it was difficult.
0: I bet I can't imagine.
1: She's asking, you know, "Is this? Is that Jeremy? Right? Is that him?"
0: Yeah. Because you can't, you can't
1: process, right? But the reason why, and parents, people might say criticize that, but when you go through pain like this one of the biggest examples you have is other people's pain is what causes you not to make decisions like that in the future. Mm. And that's something you can't, you can't replicate that, right? You, you can't, you can't erase that. And them watching that is an example in the future, right? Mm. Because if they ever want to make bad decisions, they got to remember the pain we were going through, which goes back to that pain and pleasure, pleasure and pain. Mm. You got to associate decisions you make, not only is it going to cause you pain, is it going to cause your family pain, right? And them watching that, that's a big pain for them, huge pain for them, it's painful for me to be able to see. It's painful for my wife to see our kids see that. But we don't want them. We don't want, want any room for error. We don't want any room for error. We want them to identify good decisions could lead could lead. That doesn't guarantee right all right, the time, right? right? Could lead to better results. Bad decisions lead to not good results right and you have to make those better decisions along the road and examples you can either learn from your mistakes or the mistakes of others right challenges a lot of people don't have those mistakes around them to identify of how devastating this could be in different situations in their lives you know
0: talk a little bit about because i know you want to speak on it a little about the about the regret regret yeah. yeah so
1: um so the regret it's very powerful because you know we We got to a point where it was just you know it was very overwhelming you know and um there was one night there was a big situation a lot of things were said very hurtful we didn't talk for months me and jeremy didn't talk you know and um i had it in my mind so many times you know your conscience is telling you to do something, but you don't do it Mm. and i had in my mind so many times call him up call him up right you you guys have had many other challenges and it always works out like just call him up right and i would always say it's not the right time not the right time not the right time until time runs out right Mm -hmm. once time runs out there's no going back you can never heal that regret that's that's it's something that's just i think about it every day sometimes two three five ten times a day i think about that you know and it's a power it's powerful when you experience real regret and Every day, I want to try to minimize as much as I can anything I'm going to regret. I want to minimize as much as possible because that feeling that I have, that regret, it just hurts. And and just so many instances behind it, because, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know if my wife remembers this. That there was a Sunday night, we were watching Ghost. Remember, you remember that movie yep, Ghost? Yep. And uh, such a sad movie. Yeah. Okay. And my wife tells me that night, um because he was supposed to go to a rehab that monday when he got shot oh wow you're supposed to check into a rehab and um we're watching this movie and she tells me you No, know, jeremy wants to come see the kids come to the house before he goes in and i told her i was like tell him to call me because in my mind i was like i'm not gonna reach out to him just have him call me you know i would have been accepting right but i didn't reach out to him i told her have him reach out to me he never came to the house how would if that night he would have came to the house and maybe he would have stayed in the house that night right Mm -hmm. who knows maybe this would have never happened i'm not saying things would have turned out different i'm not saying things would have worked out but all those instances are things that lead to regret and and it goes back to life right all the things that anything you do that you regret after it's probably not good right Right. and you got to minimize those because it's power regrets very very powerful and it hurts it really does hurt
0: I don't think it's my place to to tell you like how to feel obviously you know i i uh, I think that's something that you have to like
1: and by no means am i trying not to lose your train of thought i'm trying to put this on me because i mean my wife lost no she gave birth to right yeah
0: but you both are going through something in your own way and i don't think you know again it goes back to like you're not comparing your grief you know Mm -hmm. like everybody has the process that they have to go through, and your pain is just just as uh, I mean important, or what have you, as, as her pain. It's just different. Um, but I would say, hearing you talk about the regret, you know, like for someone that like I'm a very faith based person, and I believe that everything happens for a reason. I really I, do. I agree. And. I think you need to find purpose in your regret. I think you need to find purpose in your pain. And maybe this is exactly what it is. It's so that you can have a platform and a purpose to share your pain and your regret with other people so they don't have to go through what you're going through. And, but that's gonna require you to eventually let go of the regret. You're never going to move forward. and You're never going to have a strong enough voice if you're always living in that regret. And I'm not saying it's going to go away, but at some point you're going to have to accept it and say that this did happen for a reason. This is what was God wanted this to happen, whether you believe in God or not. I do believe in God. And if you do, then there is a reason for this. Like and we don't understand it because we're not God, you know, and it's not our job to understand it, but if you can find your purpose in this pain then i promise you it's gonna excel it cuz you're you're still young like you're a young man and you have these kids like these beautiful kids that you're still raising and you're going to have so many more moments and you need to be living for them right now and for your wife and if if that regret gets in that way then now you're going to you know it's going to mess that up so i would just say you know, keep doing this, you know, keep talking about it, keep doing something that will release that off of you because it's not yours to bear, man. It's not. Like it's not. Like God didn't didn't do this to you. So you sit there and beat yourself up every day. Like it's not. I promise you that. I know that for a fact. Like you need to give yourself some grace because that and the only person that can give you that is God. You know, pray for his grace just to fall upon you and 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 give you give you a break, you know. Because this is heavy, man, this is heavy. And it can, it can really keep you down. And you're a guy, I can already tell, that you know has some, some balls, you know? Like you're, you're a man's man, like, so you need to be that. And you need to be that for your family. You need to be that for people out there that need to hear things like this, that are also going through things like this. And the only way to do that is to, to move on. And again, it doesn't mean you forget by any means. But it means you forgive yourself. You know? Like you gotta forgive yourself. Anyways, I just went on a rant. But, no, <laughs> but it's okay. I mean you know, right. I just felt led to tell you that because uh, you know, it, it's as a as a father and and as somebody that leads an organization and is trying to start a movement, hearing someone's, you know, regret and pain like that, it it hurts. Like it, it's not fun to listen to. Um, and it it just kind of sparks in me like to speak life into you. You know what I mean? To give you just to speak life into you say, Hey man, you're not done yet. Like this in your story, the, that was one chapter in your life. That's it. That's it. You know? And it was a messed up chapter. Let's keep it real. Um, but your, your story is not, it's not finished and you have many more chapters to go with your existing family, with the people that are, you're influencing now by doing things like this. And so it's time to accelerate that you know and live in that space i know?
1: believe um i believe in that um i i do think about that a lot because um you never believe you never think to yourself that a message really could impact people um but i there's just so many examples just so many examples that people need help you know and yeah. obviously my wife and i need help right we need to heal from this Yep. But to your, to your point, the healing is by helping others heal.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's not only a situation where you lose a loved one. How many people are hurting with not being honest with their kids, right? Yeah. Like, and you know, me apologizing to my kid and my wife. I wasn't a bad father. I don't think I was a bad husband. It's just when you know you're not performing up to par in your life and you know you got more, it takes a lot to be able to be vulnerable enough to apologize and say you want to change, right? Yeah.
0: No, it is. Most not people, easy. Yeah.
1: Most people don't most people don't want to change. Right. And it's not that they they want to change, they just don't want to do the work to change. Right. And they don't want to be open and vulnerable enough to say that they have to change, right? And there's so many people that want that, they just don't know how to attack it, right? And they don't know where to start, where to put the work in, and they think they got to go so far, right? It it's true it is a it, when you look at it from a perspective when you're starting, it's even like I tell my wife, you know, the situation we're going through. If you look how big it is, the scope of it, you think it'll never end. Mm. But if you can attack one day, if you can go one step at a time, one day at a time, and you can capitalize, if today was better than yesterday, you're on the right track. You're making progress, exactly. And if you do that for one day, two days, five days, seven days, you do it for a month, six months, 12 months, a year later, two years later, you've had a massive progression, which is to your point, Right. It's the compound effect. So, you know, you want to
0: do the small things, the things that seem insignificant in the moment, and you want to do those things every single day so that it compounds over time. And then eventually you get the results that you're looking for. It's the
1: reading. It's reading 10 pages. Mm -hmm. seems so small, right? Right. You think 10 pages, that's not going to make a difference. It makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Because what you're doing is you're taking somebody else's Challenges, successes, trials, overcoming, and you're adopting that into your mindset. Yep. So you just developed a new thought pattern that you didn't have before by being elevated by somebody else's thinking. Right. And it's back to the example either you learn from other people's mistakes or you learn from yours, right? And everything is out there. You know, there's so many books out there, especially with social media today. There's so much out there to learn from. Like yep. you think about today
0: information overload right now. What's
1: your how old are you? What's your age? Forty five. So you're forty five. So you're five years older than me. I'm forty, right? So at forty five, that five year gap between when I was a teenager and you're a teenager is huge.
0: Right, huge.
1: Because there was no social media, there was very there was hardly no internet when I was a teenager, right? Mm. But if you think about back then how you got information was only on the library, right? Right, right. You had to go seek that information. But I didn't have an access to a manning yeah, right? yeah. I didn't have an access to a, a guy that was a strength and conditioning coach, had mindset training, or to an Andy Frisella, a David Goggins, a Wes Watson, an Ed My- anybody that has a platform. You have access to these people now that are so elevated, and all you got to do is just click, Exactly. watch, click, and watch, click, and watch, click, and you have years and years and years of material that you have access to. I agree that's so powerful because it's it's uh it's something that could help you out it could prepare you for it could propel you forward years just with months of work you know
0: 100% so as we wrap up i want to is there anything that you just like i just wanted to give you a platform to speak your truth is there anything else you want to you want to talk about or say you know no you man i leave? think we,
1: we got it all out All right. Uh, the main thing is especially uh, parents is to get the word out parents out there to be conscious with your kids right yeah be conscious identify look search i used to call my wife the fbi agent that's what i used to call her <laughs> right yeah. we used to joke me and jeremy used to joke you say you do you go into a dungeon and you got 10 computers popped up right <laughs> and we used to joke about that and it still wasn't enough yeah it still wasn't enough even with the way my wife was, it still wasn't enough. So you can never do enough right. to look and see and search and find and communicate with your kids. If you're an older person that's struggling with things like this, you got to view the pain you're going to cause others if you keep making the decisions you're making, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not in no position to talk about people that have addictions. I've never had those type of addictions. But if you are struggling with that stuff, there's, no, there's actually so much power in you being vulnerable and changing that because you can change millions of lives with that one day, right? right? If you make the decision to change your life. And then if you don't, what's that going to cause in your family? You know, and then at the same time, people that are struggling with grief, challenges, all those things there's there's a process, right? And if you yep. implement like we talked about every day, and I'm not saying I'm a master at this, but we me and my wife have maneuvered a really messed up situation much better than probably 90 something percent of the population. It's because of our thinking. Right because of our thinking it's about our process it's about where we're at it's about the work we do on a daily basis and all that matters and there's a lot of people need coaching on those areas because there's a lot of people that are just lost they don't have their what do they look forward to on a daily basis right they're just lost right right they clock into work clock out come home do the same thing the next day look forward to the weekend come back on monday repeat the same process they don't have any clear goals of what they want they have no disciplines no focus their kids have very little relationships with them right they they come home they they said they're spending time with their family but they're spending time really with, yeah, with their the phone everybody's with their, on their phone. their yeah. phone and watching tv or yep. they're going to go hang out with their buddies because they're worried about what their buddies say they're going to go do something else kind of like you know and that goes for men and women right, right. not only i'm speaking out as a man because that's yeah of course our position but awareness right And yep. the, and it's you can't there's never there's never a bad time for you to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to say you need to change. That's actually probably the most attractive thing you can do as a leader is admit that you need to change, but that you're doing the work necessary, right? Right. And that does mean you need to change, but do the work necessary to change and put that effort forward because others around you are gonna, are gonna witness that and they're gonna see that. And it's like you say, one person that you can impact could impact millions.
0: Exactly. Because you don't know what it could turn into yep. long-term. And you don't know the, so I also look at it like, so you could influence one person and then you change their life. And then that person could influence 10 people. And then, and this again, it goes back to that compound effect. Like you never know what your influence would look like. So absolutely. Well, but I appreciate it. Really,
1: I'm very, yeah, to, it's hard to interrupt you there. No, but you're I'm, fine. I'm very grateful, um, that we spoke today that you gave us, gave me this platform yes, to sir. talk today. And, um, I'm, I don't, I don't hope because I know this is going to impact a lot of people, it gets out there. I don't know how many it will reach. But I know this is going to impact a lot of people, you know. And there's a lot of people who want to hear this stuff, and they, it's going to help them out. You know, I know it's helping me out to be able to grieve, or to help out my wife. Yeah. Uh, to grieve during this situation. And get well, I appreciate
0: you reaching out, and um, you know, reach out again, man. Don't, you're not in this uh, in this alone. All right. So. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother. Yeah, man. I
1: Appreciate it, my yeah. man.